Okay, so we're back. Nor TV podcast with Bella and Angelique to talk Hi-ho. about Titan season four part two trailer. Oh, and then yeah. I just found out apparently there are two episodes coming out next week. So, oh, y'all That's... are gonna be in the longest podcast. Y'all are lucky viewers because it's gonna be ridiculous. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, so we're getting the. Ted and Carol episode next week. I'm so pressed. I'm so yeah. pressed. I'm so excited. I I literally can't wait for second and third of all. Um, first of all, because I love this trope, this whole like, oh, we're married in another universe. Oh my god, us married? Oh, look at us! Like, I love it. <laughs> I mean, the Flash did that with her too. Yeah, and I it loved really, it. I loved it. And that was like my favorite part. That those were like my favorite episodes from season two. Same. Honestly, I thought Zoom was a really good villain, so like I liked a lot of his yeah. episodes, but there was also a lot of horrible filler crap in season two yes. of The Flash. And when they got to Earth 2, I was like, okay, this is good again. Let's keep it here. Right. <laughs> as long as we weren't dealing with the legends, we were we were good. Um, right. That was so uh, annoying. Like, as we pretend they didn't even introduce Hot Girl on this show, we'll just act like that never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I love season. I love season two of The Flash. I especially love the Earth Two and like the Art de- Art Deco aesthetic. I, like I love that and Art Deco and their like relationship and how how cute they were in their little outfits, being in love. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> loved it. And I love that this that this one obviously involves just some real like suburban normcore <laughs> like aesthetics, yeah. like just like the little the matching like modest pajamas. Like y'all are so cute. Like get out of here. Yeah, um, I think what's actually happening there is that like y'all live in a house with actual white picket fence, don't you? Like look at y'all being cute. Yeah, I think I think that town they're in or whatever. It might be um, Sebastian's game, but yeah. I don't know how that then leads them to this AU place where they're married. Well, it could <laughs> be that like happiness thing because like remember when he was pitching his game, the whole point was everyone gets along and everyone is happy, and that's like what he wants to do. So mm. maybe it's like he's created like a fake uh, sort of happy world. And that's where they're at. And of course, they're fucking married in fake happy world. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what else would they be, you know? Um, Because that was what the villain did in Persona 5, the uh, in the bonus content of uh, uh, Persona 5, Persona 5 Royal. That was the villain's whole thing. Like, Dr. Maruki, he was a psychiatrist or something like that. And he somehow got some kind of magic powers. And he, like, created an alternative reality where everybody had what they wanted and were happy. Mm -hmm. Um. And the journey there was basically trying to escape from there. And step one is deciding you want to leave because you have everything you want. So does it really matter that it's all fake? Mm. Um, That's like the so. plot of um, what is that movie called? Don't worry, darling. Don't worry, darling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Plot. Yeah. Very. Very. Don't worry, darling. Um, yeah. This seems to be a thing that we're into these days, right? <laughs> these are these are all recent properties. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's kind of interesting that, that that across so many different things we're kind of doing that. But yeah, I think it makes a lot of a lot of sense. And also, um, going back a little bit further, um, that was a big part of the drama in um, 
oh god that movie with the dreams and leonardo dicaprio oh um inception inception thank you yeah i was like it's something with an eye i know that much (laughs) right as an interception uh yeah yeah i was thinking um what the the interstellar popped into my head and i'm like it's not called that that's not it (laughs) same problem (laughs) honestly (laughs) um so yeah i think that's very um very i think that's very interesting and i think that's quite likely to be what we're kind of dealing with there that where they're stuck in is sort of like his fake happy world um and you know this is like that (laughs) this could be us but you tripping me but a whole episode (laughs) oh man (laughs) i honestly can't wait (laughs) (laughs) can i I love it. I love it. It's so, it's so fun. Um, so cute. Um, it's going to be, I mean, th- it seems like these characters have done everything but confront their feelings for each other. <laughs> Makes like, no sense. Like they've never done that ever. Even when they had their like little fling, they still didn't actually confront their feelings for each other. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> and you know, um, besides the general implication that I think you're pretty and like hanging out with you that comes from what happened there. They didn't actually say how they feel, even then. No. <laughs> even when he was defending her to Donna, like, and Donna was like trying to get it out of him that, oh, okay, you have some, clearly you have some feelings here. And he was just like, oh, you know, this is just not like her. It's just not, it's not a thing she'd do. It's like, dude. You feel some kind of way. Five minutes, right? Like clearly, this is your feelings. This isn't your like logical knowledge of this person. No, like it's literally like what was it like? Maybe two weeks. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) my dude. (laughs) And remember, uh, Corey's an amnesiac, so he knows even less about her than he thinks he does. Yeah, she don't even know about her. So (laughs) no about that so yeah he he knows less about her than you usually know from living with someone for two weeks because she's an amnesiac she don't even know if she's ever killed anybody much less dick but he's sure because he know and we're not gonna say this is your feelings bro so funny it reminds me of um princess god what is that movie called studio ghibli mononoke yeah that one scene when she's like slit your throat and dude's like oh my you're so beautiful <laughs> it's literally that yeah. like she really came out like being crazy not on her not on her fault i mean right. but she was she, kind of she had a lot going on folks in her alive life. and kidnapping people stealing cars assaulting <laughs> right. cops and he's just like wow this is and she didn't actually have an explanation for all this because she had amnesia. He's just, like, so. he's just like, she's a nice girl, actually. Like, <laughs> yeah. She's lovely. I don't know what you mean, Donna. Right. Um. <laughs> and at least Rachel's excuse is that she's psychic. Yeah. <laughs> what is Dick's excuse at this point? I mean, he doesn't know. <laughs> Still. In season no. four, and his answer to that is, I don't know. Not at all. I I love it. It's so so cute. Um, and uh, Corey uh, seems to have some awareness of this, but the only person she's admitted to, mysteriously enough, is Justin. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> like, he doesn't even know who she was talking about. No, because so. she was even vague when she said it. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> she certainly wasn't clear enough for him to imagine she got a man at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're so secretive. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, gosh. They. And sometimes I do find myself uh, wondering, what has got y'all so shooketh? I don't know. <laughs> because- well, I mean, I have the theory that I think that, like, because of Corey's status and everything, yeah, like having a normal romantic relationship like that is just not a thing they do, right? Um. And then with Dick, he just never been in love before. No. He just dates to date, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it gives him so. something to do. It seems to make women that would otherwise be annoyed with him happy. Right. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> um. I mean, that's how they got anywhere in season three where news was like, okay, I'll just date. I'll just date you, Bab, so you'll shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked. So, yeah. yeah. And I mean, that doesn't not seem like what happened with Jinx. Uh, what did uh, Jinx say her assumption was? Oh, I just assumed she was another pump and dump informant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Jinx seems to be under the impression that that uh, is a substantial amount of what that was about. Meanwhile, it's like, no, this is just how I date, I think. Because <laughs> <laughs> he did it with Dawn. He didn't really care about Dawn like that. no. She seemed like she could use a boyfriend at the time, and he didn't really have anything going on. So, filling a void, which I mean, how do you say that line and then have people in the fandom like, he was in love with her? Oh, I'm so mad. <laughs> I don't know about that because <laughs> that's not and what like, that implies to me. And like, if he meant that metaphorically, then it was a poor choice of words because if he didn't mean that metaphorically, then that is the most crass he's been. <laughs> yeah. Like, is that void her vagina? <laughs> I have no idea. Like, I'm just assuming, given how how Dick usually is, that he meant that metaphorically, and it was a poor choice of words. Yeah, filling a void. I mean, the void was what Hank left, right? Right. That's my assumption. Is yeah, I'm assuming that he meant it metaphorically. It was something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, <laughs> filling a void. Oh my gosh. And honestly. I think Babs might be the only one who actually loves him or cared about him that he's dated. Yeah. Because Jinx obviously doesn't. No. Um, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Not and at then all. Dawn, I think she was just, Dawn was more infatuated because she was kind of pressed about not being the most important person in his yeah. life. Because, I mean, Hank was obsessed with her, you know? Yes. Definitely. So I think she just wanted that same energy from him. And yes. he was like, I do not have that for you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. not here. And I also think it's kind of that 80-20 thing where you've got someone who gives you 80% of what you want, but you get obsessed with someone who's got 20%. I think yeah. that's Dick and Hank for her. <laughs> Hank really has got 80% of what Don wants. Like he loves her who pieces. All Dick's really got for her is 20%, but she does, but she doesn't realize that <laughs> and that was her mistake i'm kind of i'm kind of yeah i'm not even gonna say why i'm over here giggling because it's childish 
<laughs> but I think I'll just say this. I think <laughs> I think Dick's name explains what his twenty percent was. That is definitely the twenty percent. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, besides cash, the rest of that twenty percent is that. Yeah, besides the freaking penthouse suite. Right. Yeah, he keeps Roof house, pit hops, birds I'm feeding. That's how she's trying to live. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely think more of it was that she's trying to get it out here and Hank ain't got it for her like that. Um, even though he tries, bless his heart. Um <laughs> but but yeah, that was I mean, definitely it was that's definitely kinda on both of them that he's in that situation. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if he would stop doing, uh, stop do- abusing substances. Then, I mean, you know. and obviously, look, I'm just saying, Hawk loses more fights than he wins. <laughs> so if you're out here just losing fights, maybe don't be a vigilante. No. And then um, crying after. Take, just take your L <laughs> so, and go do something else. Take the L. So what he should do. Like, because, you know, he could be bicycle copping somewhere. He could be uh, working somebody's construction or something, you know? There's other like, things. Do. I don't know. Stop trying to fight Robins because that doesn't work out for you. No. At all. So don't do that anymore. <laughs> Not that he can. But I'm just saying. <laughs> I was just saying, that's the last mistake he ever made. He, he shouldn't have done it. <laughs> <laughs> he should have learned the first time and there shouldn't have been a second. Um, no. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, Dom's mistake is uh, thinking that because Dick has what Hank doesn't have, that that must mean that it's better to date him. But the reality is, it's a pretty big deal if what you're missing is someone loving you. Yeah. And she doesn't love him. So it's just like. Right. She she doesn't love him I mean, and he doesn't love her. She claims him, him caring about people is what she loves about him, but I don't know that I really believe She finds that. that very annoying, especially when it cuts into her bedtime. Yeah, I mean, if, if that was really what she loved, then she wouldn't have had such beef with him being that pressed over Avenging Garth and... Yeah. Yeah, so that just didn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense because it's not true. <laughs> the reason it doesn't make sense is because it's a lie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. She um, finds that to be an admirable characteristic in a, like, general sense. Like, caring about people is cool. That's a good thing that people do that. Um, But the actual, like, reality of him caring about people, meaning he can't always be focused on her, she don't like that. Nope. And, like, it's a thing that anybody dating Dick would have, even if he did love them. Because if what Corey needed was Dick's constant attention, then she would be SOL too. Not because he doesn't love her, but just he's it's a very he duty-bound person. That's, yeah. his, that's his personality that uh, he has this like drive to sort of help people and this drive to do these things. And that just doesn't go away. That's just part of who he is. Um, so, you know, it's not even that that was an issue because he didn't love Don. It was that like, even if he did love Don, you can't love him unless you love that. Because he just cannot give you drop everything and hang out. Like, I know he's got enough money that y'all could just lay up somewhere. Uh, but he's not, he doesn't want to do that. He's that not going to do that. That was the issue of Abs too. And the reason him and Corey get along so well is because they both have that in common. She's very mm-hmm. duty-bound herself. So 
um yeah absolutely using a pod (laughs) it works (laughs) yes um it's so important to have people that match your values and i know like fans don't give Corey credit for this but she's as prone to adopting random kids as he is yeah I mean, that's how he winds up meeting her because she just snatched up Rachel because she looked like needed, she needed help. <laughs> Jack shit about Rachel was just like, I'm going to adopt this kid who's right. halfway across the world. I'm just going to find her and then, no, right. adopt her. <laughs> She's like, oh no, these bad men are after this little girl. I got to rescue her. Yeah. Who is she? I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. And even once she finds out the reason they're after her is because she's about to end the freaking world. Corey's still like, well, that sounds like another thing I need to save Rachel from, (laughs) you know? So yeah, that's very much so just, just who they both are. Like that's their personality. Um, And like you could see in the Doom Patrol episode, season one, like Corey was just as down to make sure that Rachel and Gar were safe, even though they were very recently acquainted as Dick was. Right. I don't know. I feel like a lot of that, um, them sort of erasing that part of Corey, like her empathy and how much she cares about people, is misogynoir, personally. Yes. Um, I don't feel like fandom would do that otherwise, because it just makes no sense to keep trying to present her as this cold person or someone who's not friendly, someone who's not. Mm hmm. A shoulder to lean on, even though literally season two, who was Rachel calling? Right. This is what they do. And also to present her as somebody who is unpredictable. Mm -hmm. Because you can very much so rely on Corey's kindness. It's not something that sporadically happens. Exactly. That's who she is. Right. But let fandom tell it. Right. And (laughs) she might snap and burn you up. Like, what are y'all talking about? That's such a who was she ever harmed other than people who were being violent towards someone else or towards her? Yeah. It's no it's one. literally self-defense or defense of an innocent person. Otherwise, everybody's still like, living. Exactly. Every time. Yeah. So I, I literally just hate And even that. Fede had to ask her. He had to beg her to do that. Mm-hmm. Um because yeah, even though he was, you know, possessed and it was irreversible and all this kind of good stuff that happened, like, it just ain't in her to be hurting people like that. And it's not like she's not a forgiving person. Like, mm-hmm. she forgave Calm almost immediately before Calm mm-hmm. even explained herself, really. Mm-hmm. And she did it just because she saw her in that cell and was like, yeah, this is not okay. Yeah. That's it. It was nothing Calm said or did that that changed her mind <laughs> there. It was just Corey being empathetic. Yes. But by all means, let's keep pretending this is not a character trait. It's really annoying. It is annoying. <laughs> and like, and even like, you know, like I'll see people in fandom intimate that like Dick is afraid she's going to hurt him. Yeah. If you look at scenes where Corey is using her powers around Dick, even if she does something completely insane, He's never frightened or nervous or startled or anything. Like he's he just doesn't find her scary. No, he looks excited every time. Yeah, <laughs> actually, <laughs> right? He thinks it's great. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and I think it's really cute um, that he's not intimidated by her because I mean she's so powerful and she's a princess and she's sexy. Like, there's lots of reasons a man could be intimidated by her. 
so I think it's really cute that Dick isn't like he is literally like look at my cinnamon roll and I love it <laughs> he gets her more than her own fans do clearly um <laughs> and I mean he feels the same about her with the kids right like mm-hmm. he, he's he's never <laughs> worried about them being with her no. he trusts her with everything he trusted her to protect Sebastian too you know Mm-hmm. <laughs> doesn't have that. to like be like oh man I don't know what she's gonna do like yeah. he he knows he can rely on her he can count on her um mm-hmm. and he can count on her to make good decisions independently as well yeah <laughs> um, she does she does like so yeah I I I hate this like um sort of racist caricature angry black woman mm-hmm. energy that like some of the fandom wants to try to give her or write into her that doesn't exist um it's not a thing no and they also they also because they're doing all of that and because they're projecting this cold hard badass crap onto her they ignore that she's literally dick's best friend at this point yes like he confides in her he trusts her she's the nicest to him yes (laughs) never turns it back on him like they just ignore all of these things about her and it's bizarre and they ignore that he that he knows and expects this like he's not surprised by her kindness like when everybody rolled out and like she was gonna leave he was like you're leaving like he was surprised (laughs) he wasn't just like oh of course you're leaving me everybody leaves me he was like damn girl where you going What's that? Excuse me. Someone who I told not to bark at me when I got on this phone is barking. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) Every time. I'm tired. Well, she wants to make sure she's well represented. Everybody, that's Vixen. She's our co-host. Yeah. Right. (laughs) No words. I'm over it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, <laughs> um, my girl, Black Lois Lane, she made this really cool point that they're like using a bunch of, um, fairy tale imagery this season. Yes. 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 And yeah. I love it. I love, I love it. it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that makes sense because this is like the season of the witch, right? Yeah. Um, and it's witch on witch crime. I mean, you know, Mother Mayhem's a witch. Sebastian's a witch. Rachel's a witch. Like, mm-hmm. it's witch city up in here. Right. And she's a like... Um, and also Jinx is a witch. Exactly. So she she mentioned that part. So she says Dick uses a sword in the first episode. Um, Corey gets turned to stone by a witch. Yeah. And he goes to fight dark elves to save her. <laughs> and he almost um, kisses her to break the spell. Yeah. She even, she was like, go ahead and kiss her. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um and they're about to have a whole save the princess arc yes. the the <laughs> and like so, Corey's literally a princess and she's a princess yeah. who's fated to die just like uh sleeping beauty pricking the spin this the her finger on the spinning wheel mm-hmm. so yeah i <laughs> love that for her um, and remember also in the book like they were dressed up in like fantasy kind of like in the picture book and very like fantasy kind of costumes and things there are he was a knight yeah he's a knight in shining armor y'all he's gonna ride it on his white horse like that's the kind of party we're having anybody who thinks this is not classic storybook romance sorry guys (laughs) i'm sorry you didn't get your toxic 
<laughs> fight and throw each other into walls ship that you wanted so bad. <laughs> so, um, this is not a like want, dark so. open fantasy romance. Like that's not the genre. That's not what we do over here. No, we're not, we, we've never been doing that over here. No, at all. It's, and I mean, this show in general, like it gets a lot of accusations of being dark and edgy in a way that's just inaccurate. This is very much a straightforward hero kind of kind of adventure. Like Dick Grayson's not an anti-hero. Like he's a hero hero. Yeah. Um I don't know what I guess the edgy thing is that sometimes there's nudity and swearing. I, I mean guess, I guess. sometimes it's is dark because a lot of stuff that happens at nighttime because they're vigilante, so it's like literally <laughs> dark on screen. <laughs> Edgy because of the blue filter, maybe. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, I guess I think also, too, it's just people being disgruntled that they didn't read the comics. And so we're unaware that um, Dick Grayson wasn't actually this happy-go-lucky dude in most right. of the New Titans comics. So they're basing all this shit on, like, I don't know, Teen Titans? Not even. I was going to say Teen Titans 2003, but he was a grumpy kid in that, too. Um, they're basing it off of... Um, nightwing current comics and yeah like the batman post right. retcons and that's your fault because who told you the show was based off of right. nightwing the 19, creators made whatever. it very clear that this I, is based on the new teen titans like unambiguously clear maybe read the book y'all claim your fans of and then you won't be so lost about and what's especially not being crazy a is you got he it wasn't. for free if you started watching the show when it came on because if you started watching the show like uh, during the first second, first or second season, it was on DC Universe, and you therefore had to pay for this comic. Yeah, <laughs> like you, like it came for free with this app. So, like that's why I read it, like because I was paying for it anyway. Like, what is your excuse to have not read the New Teen Titans if you watch the show if they made you buy it? I don't know, and it just especially doesn't make sense when it's um people who haven't read the books, but are fans of the cartoon because in the cartoon robin was not happy-go-lucky at all no what are y'all talking about he was, he just was an a straight man yeah he was yeah so i'm just like what are y'all on about it doesn't make sense so because of they they built up i don't know what kind of thing in their head they've decided this show is taking too many liberties or going against but right. it, it's really hasn't no not really like so many of these accusations are like just are just fake like this isn't like an edgy show they're not mischaracterized like these people are kind of who they're supposed to be and like dick taking a character journey from being mr grumpy pants to mr happy guy because he fell in love is like what he did yeah i mean i think the people who who are the most different i guess would be donna and donna's very different rachel like she's equally yeah. as boring as she is in the book, so they got that part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's just not a good friend. So no. yeah, she's the opposite in that way. Um, and then with Rachel, Rachel is a bit more um, happy, I guess. Yeah. Right. Uh, she's like, less she's a, angsty. She, yeah, she's she's less angsty. She's more open, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I I think also you can contribute that to Rachel just Rachel. being younger yeah she's younger than she yeah. is I because mean, if you contrast how Rachel is like season one to season four she's yeah. quite a bit more reserved so I feel like yeah. if anything Rachel's getting to be that person that she is in the in the comics more so 
Right. She's definitely more reserved. Um, she's more um she's more concerned with controlling her powers in a way I don't think she was before. Yeah. Um whereas like in, in the comics, Raven was always trying to avoid conflict because she was an empath and that got to her and she right. just wasn't a fighter like that. Um <laughs> so I feel like Rachel is more of a fighter on the show. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which makes sense because on the show she's, you know, got as like a mentor Dick Grayson and Corey Anders. So it kind of makes sense if part of like her becoming who she is is the influence of these people. Like they ain't gonna raise no kids that are not fighters. Mm. You know? <laughs> so, you know, I think that makes a lot of sense to adjust her character in that way if you adjust her backstory in the way that's suggested. Yeah. Um and it's part of this Rachel's backstory that like one of her major uh, influences growing up is Dick and Corey. Um, so I think that's clever. Like, I think that's yeah. a, I think it's really intelligent the way that the show like mixed in the way these characters are in media that we're familiar with, with the differences that would come with meeting each other at the point in their lives they meet each other on this show yeah sure. i think they did a really good job with balancing that yeah so now that we've talked about dick and Corey and yes as we could just like forever. do forever we never run out of <laughs> things could. to say about you no they're great like, so absurd. Um, um but let's talk about connor because tom's talking about my trash baby oh. yes go ahead like okay first of all there's nothing in this world that's funnier to me than the fact that like leading up to the season when they find out blood is going to be a villain there's all this speculation that like part of how this is going to go down is that he's gonna like take Corey out on a fancy date somewhere and they're gonna have like some kind of interaction and then meanwhile who do we see (laughs) him having like wine with you know and or whatever it's it's connor that's deeply funny to me um, and I mean, they were, they kind of, they were kind of right that a villain would be trying to take Corey on a date because that's clearly yes. what Lex was trying to do with his whole, <laughs> right. oh, I know Starfire's coming, let me prepare dinner and wine. Yes. <laughs> Why don't you have a seat? You know, you, you want something to drink? Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny that the one that does actually go out with Brother Blood seems to be Connor. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. That's hilarious to me. Um, And also, I think, um, because, like, we were chatting earlier about the fact that he's like, you know, oh, I'm not a titan. I do things they don't do. (laughs) Like, I'm assuming he's just saying that to lie to Brother Blood because because he knows full well the titans definitely kill people whenever they feel like it. Like I said, he he said that in the previous episode. (laughs) <laughs> um dick was like we don't kill people and connor was like except you do and Corey burned people alive and yeah so you know except, except for that for one time <laughs> except for at least once a season <laughs> right yeah so. so yeah so i'm assuming he's literally saying that just to get on brother blood's good side and be like yo homie i got you i seize you like yeah. and i also i have a feeling that connor will be the one to find out that um, May killed Sebastian's mom yeah. and probably tell Sebastian. And I think Sebastian is going to kill 
um, kill her over that. Same. Um, um, because, I mean, it also tracks with what he's trying to do because, like, if we make assumptions about what Connor's trying to do, hanging out with him and, like, you know, getting buddy-buddy, he's trying to get him talking to see if he can find, like, you know, some kind of an inroads or a weakness or something he can use against him. Yeah, because um, he knows he can't just straight up beat them because right. they're magic, so. Exactly. Find another way. Yeah. Um, and I think it makes uh, a, a lot of sense uh, if he can, you know, get to talking about their daddy issues and their mommy issues or whatever, that he can be like, ah. <laughs> and I mean, getting him to take out um, Mother Mayhem is... <laughs> A very good workaround to trying to fight yeah. two of them. So yes, a hundred percent. Um, because that wound up being their problem because they pretty yeah. much had Mother Mayhem down and then he stepped in. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly. So they at least uh know they have better odds if they go for one of them and that they have reason to think they might be able to take one of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like that. And I think that this show um doesn't like to just dog people. Um like so i don't imagine that connor is not going to have some sort of moment where connor being the conneriest isn't a good thing mm-hmm. um so him succeeding in that tracks as his sort of you know devious side being of some actual use and not just stressing everybody out um because yeah it's definitely very much so a you know, sort of devious move to uh, team up with the villain, find out about his childhood trauma and use it to get one of the villains taken out. Use your powers of being an asshole for good, Connor. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my theory on that. Um, and Tim Bernard, anything to say? Honestly, no. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm just super indifferent about their thing i don't really care but i'm happy for tim that he'll get to be robin because not because i feel like we need a robin but because i like tim so yeah i want him to be happy (laughs) (laughs) yeah i do too i want him to be happy and that's something he really wants so i'm really glad that the way that the you know the way the cards fell like it wound up being a thing that could happen in the show, given our sudden, you know, departure that he's able to get that, like his character is able to get there. Yeah. It would have been sad for the show to end and he have not been able to, to, to get there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm really glad about that. As far as the relationship thing, um, I feel like the show just didn't have time to really build much investment there. Cause like, who's Bernard? What does he do? We don't know. Cause we don't have time. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's a case of um, there's anything bad about it. There just isn't enough time in a show with a lot going on. And not a lot of episodes to really build a connection there. Like for the audience to build, to get connected to that, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, because, like, they're cute and they have good chemistry. So I think if we had time, that might be something that we'd have more investment in. We just didn't have time. I guess for me, I just um, wasn't super invested in any of the younger Titans getting love interests. Like, I don't know. No. I, I just didn't care about it, really. So I feel like 
no matter how much time I would have been like, oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm, I'm just indifferent. Now. It's fine. It's, like, <laughs> it's yeah. totally not against the law to be indifferent. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, um, I think that I might, I think I'll be honest and say, I think that I might have been invested if we had time um, to like, you know, give enough of that for there to be something for me to get invested in. Um, yeah. But the show just didn't have time. And also the yeah. show has such a good central romance that it kind of makes sense that people are not in general are not that invested in any of like the side things. Cause it's just a, a very good central romance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like it's really like well-written um, they, you know, they did a good job casting for it. Like the chemistry is great. Like it all kind of comes together in a really nice way. And they're ridiculously pretty. The aesthetics are great. <laughs> um, like you guys look really good in gifts or whatever. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think that's, that's part of it. Um, that that's really good and everything else is just kind of less than that. And we just didn't have time. Um, I was pretty invested in uh, Common Superboy last season. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I think it's a time thing. Because um, that was a, they were able to get a reasonable amount of time um, to dedicate to that, to that subplot. And I think that that worked out. Um, but I don't wish the show dedicated more time to subplots because we just don't have a lot of time here. Like this, no. the show it's not since eight with two hour long episodes, you know, no. unfortunately. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish it was. Um, but, but yeah, I think with the time that they have, I think they do a really good job on the show um, with the Rachel and brother blood stuff. What uh, from the trailer, like it looks like they're going to meet again or is that in somebody's imagination? Do you think, like, do you think that they were actually, like in the same place or with some kind of psychic thing hmm. oh i'm asking know. those not rhetorical questions sorry sorry repeat let me I have to think um, about it do you think <laughs> that they actually like meet up again and have a conversation or do you think it was some kind of psychic thing like they're meeting in a mind space or something when we see them together in the trailer i don't know that's a good question um I think maybe a mind space thing. Okay. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, very curious about that. Um, I mean, in general, I find their dynamic interesting. Um, mm -hmm. Those two, like the way that they kind of uh, interact, I find it interesting. Um, and, you know, maybe I'm misreading brother blood and I'm doing that thing that I do sometimes where I just want to be seeing the good and villains if they look good enough in a tight shirt. But um, I think that there is some genuine uh, connection there on both sides. And I wonder what that's going to add up to. Well, honestly, I feel like Sebastian was kind of manipulated. Mm -hmm. And, and like, I feel like under different circumstances, they would have gotten along great. Um, so, I mean, it's possible that's still there. Right. It's just a matter of now that he's gone through this transformation, how much of that, like, is it being overpowered? You know what I mean? Right. Like, is it something that can even come back anymore or is it just right. gone now? 
It's hard to so. tell what the nature of transformations are when people are dealing with brother blood, not brother blood, with Trigon like that. Like how much of the sort of real person is still there. Because I mean, it seems like with Mother Mayhem, the real person was definitely still there. Like you saw that in her care for Sebastian, even though even though Trigon was not about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also with the attachment that she had uh, to Gina, um, you know, and even with Gina's attachment to her and that other uh, ball-headed guy, like mm-hmm. even though they were on the wrong side of Trigon. So it seems even with the people who get mixed up with them, it's not a total mind wipe kind of situation you know yeah like so they still I, maintain, I don't... maintain a capability to tick drag out off or want something he doesn't want or care about other things yeah i just don't know if um they're trying to imply like he went through a sort of complete rebirth or right. not so as a side i guess it's just we're gonna have to see what the dialogue brings because if he still has the capacity to get upset over his mother mm-hmm. dying to get that emotional then right. there's still some of his human side there right you know so and and i'm i'm suspecting that because like i'm just making the metatextual assumption the show wouldn't go to the effort to show his humanity to the extent that they did if that isn't going to factor into where things are going yeah um, cause you know, they made a point of like building that connection with Rachel and showing that he had empathy and showing he like loved his mother, um, uh, and felt very strongly, um, about her. Um, and it's just sort of, um, difficult to imagine the show would have made the effort with that if in the end he's just going to be this mind wiped puppet and we're not, and you know, we're not going to see any of him come back. Yeah. Um, I think even if it's in like the final final moments like I don't know have you ever seen Spider-Man 2? Probably. Well then this won't register with you at all but (laughs) at the very end um, there's a moment where Doc Ock realizes oh yeah I completely lost my mind this whole movie Um, (laughs) and he has some clarity and I think that is possible where he'll yeah. have his moment of clarity at the very end. Um, yes. But at the moment, if he's like, if he is just going purely off like rage and anger, um, I think Trigon's influence over him is sh- stronger yeah. um, with the negative emotions. Yes, so, for sure. Um, yeah, so. So yeah, I'm interested in kind of seeing like, how much of brother blood even is Sebastian? You know what I mean? And how much of it is just like avatar of doom, mind blank. Yeah. He gives, he's given some strong incel energy yeah. um, <laughs> with his, <laughs> with his issues. So we shall see. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to sort of see how that plays out. Um, yeah. Cause because, yeah, I think I think it's very interesting the way that they've sort of laid all the groundwork with this. Um, yeah. So I really kind of want to see where where all that goes and how they handle it and how they handle the fact that um, our team in general and Rachel in particular have gotten kind of attached to this guy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, it'll be interesting to see how they kind of work, how they 
how they how they handle it considering all that because i mean obviously they ain't gonna let the world end over it or anything he's not Corey, but <laughs> um but yeah i think that's really curious because we haven't really seen that before with uh um with the villain i mean except i guess kind of jason last season um mm. where mm. there's clearly a person in the midst of all of this brainwashed and crazy mess here that they have some concern with um but you know because of the weird way that like last season was filmed and probably COVID and stuff like that most of them didn't actually interact with him when he was no, you know I mean he didn't it. interact with anyone really no um so you know uh because of that we didn't really get to see what that like means to those characters very much because they just didn't actually have to deal with him yeah um so I'm interested in seeing what it looks like uh, this season when they're going to actually be dealing with um, Sebastian as Leatherblood and what those uh, interactions like look like. Um, and also Gar and Animal Man. What's that? Yeah. Like, I'm really intrigued. Um I've been interested in this whole in this whole business with the red and all this mysterious stuff. Like all season, yeah, I mean, honestly, I know nothing about it. So it's yeah, and like the right. wiki wasn't helpful. Like I no, went to try really. to see, <laughs> and it was not helpful. Um, which gives me the vibe that the show is just kind of making it up, which is fine. But that means we just have that. to hang on. Yeah, they like pull from different things to make shit up. Yes. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, I'm interested to see because it looks like Gar's got his own adventure with having like his destiny and there's some prophecy stuff and all of that kind of energy going on with him as well. Um, kind of like what Corey's dealing with. So I'm really uh, interested to see what it is they want him to do. Yeah. I think that's my big question because uh, there's a lot going on here. It's not super obvious what Gar can do about any of it. Yeah, I mean, I think, hmm, I mean, if the red is like a, I don't know, like a metaphysical place or something like that. Mm -hmm. maybe, I'm assuming it's sort of like the speed force and it's that got that kind of vibe. Yeah, maybe he'll be the one who's able to bring the Titans back from whatever AU situation they're currently in. Okay. Um, like but maybe that sure. gives him the ability to cross dimensions or something. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Gotcha. Um, I can see that. Um, how okay. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, that also has me interested in that. Like, yeah. but but I mean, clearly it entails some kind of psychic ability for Gar because we saw like how he got in there to begin with, like and like the way that it was like he's hearing things, he's seeing things, and like he's there, and he was able to voluntarily send himself there yeah um and therefore back and we know he voluntarily sent himself there you know when all that mess happened with brother blood he was like oh let me go like so like i guess that is potentially a, the red could potentially be an avenue for interdimensional travel the same way the speed force is yeah i mean i'd argue it definitely looks that way to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's um so yeah, we're having to uh, do a little bit of speculating, but that's fun for me. So <laughs> um, 
but yeah, that's kind of what that's kind of what I'm getting. And that's an aspect of uh, Gar's uh, powers and the potential for his powers. We don't see a lot in different media. Mm. Okay, so I found something from Screen Rant, it, and it, just, it says the red is like a cosmic force, mm -hmm. um, like an en a, co a cosmic energy force connecting all animal life and empowering heroes. Um, yeah, so I mean speed force <laughs> yes we can just yeah. call this the animal so, yeah, force yeah <laughs> and um, like <laughs> yeah okay that makes okay. sense <laughs> oh gosh i'm i'm impressed with the fact that we managed to reason our way to some sense given how much vagueness they approached us it's <laughs> <laughs> cool though yeah i'm i'm into it and i like when they take aspects of heroes powers that like don't come up a lot in fiction or are not obvious or don't get thought about a lot and like really kind of do something with it mm. um i i really enjoy that because you know obviously gar turns into animals we get we get it he's a beast boy yeah. um <laughs> but you know having him just turn into different animals is kind of a missed opportunity for aspects specifically of the character of gar and of people with this ability in the DC universe mm -hmm. to that differentiate them from just any body who can shapeshift. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it kind of makes sense that like, just like we have the speed force, like we have certain mechanics to how people's powers work in this universe. Like there usually is some kind of uh, explanation. Um, so, you know, it makes sense that there would be something beyond just this individual's ability to do this going on because that's how they kind of like to do things. Mm -hmm. Like whether it's something, whether it's whether it's mystical or whether it's um, some sort of sci-fi kind of thing or some combination of the two, they usually like it to be more than just, and this guy can do this thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I feel like Teen Titans, like the, the other shows, they never really delve too much into Beast Boy. Mm -hmm. And if I remember correctly, I think the 2003 cartoon, it was mostly about Robin, first of yeah. all. So they didn't really dig into the other characters that much, but they like... Um, they had this episode where I guess he could transform into this beast and like lost control of himself. So I don't know if that was actually a thing for his character, or if that was just a show. So, I mean, I feel like, yeah, <laughs> we see in general doesn't um, do enough with his character. So for sure. every time you get a little more, it's always feels brand new and interesting. So I'm interested to see and learn more about him especially since i just feel like ryan did such a good job with them yes. that now i actually care about this character right. in a way i didn't really before well and also they usually make him such a sexual harasser that yeah. it's like please last me too so yeah, he's usually so... hard to like for that reason oh but here he's just like the sweetest i love yeah. that i like um, him a lot here too yeah. and yeah. i and like the implication that there was more to Beast Boy has been there going all the way back to season two because like we saw the Project Rakshasa, they're researching mm -hmm. him for a reason, you know? Like Cadmus wanted something with him more than just like 
to have him. And I always meant to like, I keep, I kept forgetting to like go double check this. But like when his parents died, how long ago was that supposed to be? Like, does he age or does he not age? I feel like maybe he doesn't because. If I remember correctly, it was like 50 years ago or something weird and ridiculous like that, yeah, right? Like, yeah, I thought it was like ages ago that that happened with his parents. I'm like, is he just not aging? And this is just not a thing we're not addressing on the show that he doesn't <laughs> age for. What's going on? I don't know. Uh, right. It's it's very curious. Uh, or is it a thing he can decide to do? Like, can he, can he decide to age if he wants to and not if he doesn't want to because have, um, how he can rearrange his DNA? I don't know. Yeah. Um, there's definitely some questions here, but I feel like the show laid the seeds to suggest that there's something a bit more interesting than just the ability to shapeshift going on with Gar. Yeah. And then even like with the bat thing, like when he didn't just transform into bat, he was like a hive mind of bats. Like, <laughs> yeah, like he was able, he was able to like mentally control all of the other animals. Connect- yeah. Yeah. And talk to them, con- control them even. Yeah. Yeah. And we so. can presume, given what they said, that the avenue he was communicating with them on was the red. That yeah. he just didn't have like the words for it. Right. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> me too. Um, <laughs> and, and I like when shows like drop these things around and then they go somewhere. <laughs> yeah. because this show's definitely like dropped a lot of things around in relation to gar um but you never know i always get the vibe that they want to do a lot more than they're able to afford to do yes um so they're always pulling punches essentially with gar and with the other characters that um involve a lot of cgi because they don't have the money right like they're definitely tried with trigon and people we're pissed so i get it <laughs> like, i mean there's a in general we've seen if we compare earlier seasons to show with later things there's several things that they were more ambitious about in earlier episodes that they are less so i mean Corey's aesthetic was definitely more of a out there kind of aesthetic in early seasons and that got negative reception so they really pulled that back to something that yeah. was a lot more conservative uh, yeah a lot more conservative and kind of generic um yeah. like a lot less colorful a lot more black like yeah it, and then they they did they well. did go back to having it be more colorful and stuff in season three but season two she was basically dressing kind of like donna really. she was just a lot like donna season two yeah. um and that you know i understand the reason why um yeah. it's still unfortunate um, yeah, I, I feel like they were trying to protect Anna, right? Um, which it worked, but it, yeah. it just sucked that they even had to, right? And that. I mean, it, it sucks that people are so boring, <laughs> and there's still tools about it. Like to this day, people are like, "Oh, I like that," but she did look like this and that. Like they're still bitching about this, so right, it's crazy. Um, it is crazy, and it just goes to show how can. much they're unwilling to allow black women to do interesting things right because i mean we've seen white women look crazy on some of these shows um we get to have their colorful crazy yeah. hair, the wild outfits and their right uh, caitlin gets to wander mind. around in her blue frosted 1995 lipstick everyone was fine right but 
you know, but but now we have like a problem because Corey's wearing frosted lipstick. Like, can you admit that you guys just have a problem with black women getting to do things? I mean, they clearly have a problem with her getting to be soft on the show. Like, it really bothers people. So yes. That's interesting. It really is. Um, and it bothers them so much that they just pretend it isn't happening. <laughs> Yeah, they're just like, well, we're going to pretend she's a um, strong black woman trope anyway. It's like, okay, right. I guess you can do that. And they even complain Everyone about her being that trope. They don't even mm. just pretend it's happening. They pretend it's happening and they're offended by it. Well, like, I honestly, I've seen like them doing the opposite where they're like, they want that. They're like complaining that she keeps getting nerfed and that she has to have help fighting this person or that person or that she's not as strong as Connor is. And it's like, well why are you directly comparing her to men anyway like why not right. her being as strong as Donna or something you know what I mean right. like I just find it right. a little weird that y'all are just directly comparing her to men all the time and they do that too they're always like oh Dick is getting more screen time than her and I'm like y'all are weird because he's the lead of the show like I don't know what right. anyone expected especially if you're someone who has watched the freaking cartoon back in the day. Mm -hmm. Are we going to sit here and pretend Robin wasn't the lead of that show? Is that what we're going to do? We're going to pretend that show wasn't basically like Robin's show. Right. What? I don't know what anyone else expected, but that for this series or why that was, but right. I knew off the bat that it was mostly going to be about, it was going to be from Nightwing's point of view and he was the male yes. lead. I knew that. This is not we a knew shock that from scene one of this show. I don't know what the point is of being shocked and then being specifically angry about it for Corey's behalf. Like they wanted her to be the male lead or something. Right. Um, because I mean, even like with things like with The Flash, when we would complain about Iris's screen time. People were rightfully complaining she wasn't getting screen time, but I never saw them saying Barry's getting more than she right. is because people understood he's the lead of the show. Like, they would they be less confused if they called this show Nightwing? Are they confused because they call it Titans? <laughs> I think so. But it's just like, I feel like, say if if V-Spoy was always the lead, the leader of the Titans in the books, the show would be from his point of view. Right. If it was Rachel, it'd be from Rachel's point of view. Exactly. But it's not. It, it's always been. He's always been the leader. Of That's the why game. complaining that Justice League was too much. Everyone was too focused on Superman. I don't know what to tell y'all. Like... Um, <laughs> arguably, it was it was Batman and Superman. Um, yeah. Obviously, Wonder Woman is there, but I don't think she was as much elite as those two ever were. No. Not really. I feel like she's absent from a lot of missions and stuff in the comics, actually. She's off doing her stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of how this whole thing goes. Um, it was even like that in the 60s Super Friends uh, shows that you know I grew up with as a kid. Um, that's just always been how the Justice League do. Um, like the when they're written, the 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 leaders um either batman superman or both and like they are often like the focus and you know aquaman be there and wonder woman be there and you know sometimes we get this one that one the flash know. be there um, i kind of wish we'd gotten the wonder twins um mm. if we weren't gonna have a 
have Beast Boy in the league than like why not the Wonder Twins? I thought they were cool, I, but maybe I imagined this, but I swear I had heard they were making either a show or a movie with the Wonder Twins. It probably got scrapped. Yeah, I, I think it I, got scrapped. I feel like that was a thing. I don't know if I made that up in my head though. No, I don't think he made it up. I think that that was a thing that was mentioned and it got scrapped, which sucks because I like the Wonder Twins actually. I think they're really cute. Um, Wonder Twins activate like their powers are cute. They're cute. I like them. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's like I don't know. I feel like, but I wouldn't expect the, a Justice League movie to be about the Wonder Twins, even if they had them. I wouldn't expect the Justice League movie to be about the Flash. Like I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't. I feel like it's just always been a thing. You can chop it up to sexism or something. I don't know what to tell you, right. but there's the leader of these teams. Yeah. And the leader tends to be a man. And like, and also, if we're just oh, going to be a little know. bit. It's like, we know that. So I don't right. really get, get the confusion the over Dick having so much screen time. No shit he does. Right. Like, what and do you like, mean? And I feel like Corey uh, has a lot of a lot of screen time. And one thing the show does consistently that The Flash never did for Iris is give her something to do, some kind of subplot that is not about him or whatever the, the main plot is. Like, has something that's just about her and, like, her own, like, family or her issues or her powers or something. She always I, has the B-plot of the season. Yeah. Because she's um, the leading lady. And because because they decided to completely dismiss her, her, her arc in season two because it didn't involve him, they want to pretend she didn't have anything going on. That's your, that's your fault. Exactly. No one told you to do that. Um, Corey always has her own plot going on. Always. She always has the B plot. She does. These characters who have nothing going on, like Donna, mm -hmm. um, freaking um, Rachel, who was yeah. literally absent in season three. People just pretend that right. didn't happen. She wasn't here. Neither right. was Donna. She's got most of it. Um, yeah. Gar is for the first time having his own thing happening. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, Right. Uh, Connor doesn't it. usually have a side plot. No, Connor doesn't usually know. Connor was Com's love interest. Yeah. <laughs> that was his plot. He was, he, was his he was the love interest. He was the boyfriend. That's what he did. <laughs> well, like we saw in the introduction, like, will, will, will you be servicing my needs? Apparently. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, Com was the one with the story. She had yeah. a story with her sister about um, Tamarin, and then she had a love interest. Connor was just being a love interest. It's like, yeah, yeah nothing else happening. No, um, <laughs> he was just so, being pretty and being there. Um, uh, listen, it's a it's a big ass lie <laughs> that it's just the black girl who doesn't have anything going on because one, she does. Y'all just yeah. ignore it because you're weirdos. Mm -hmm. And two, several of these white characters don't be doing shit ever. Exactly. It's walk around not doing shit, but because they're white, you guys make up all of these fantastic ideas in your head about how awesome they are <laughs> and it feels like a stretch oh. to say that that hank and <laughs> like, don had much to do to be honest because the biggest like, stretch because all they really gave them to do was like be in a relationship like it's not like they were off on their own missions or off having their own stories or about their own stuff or anything like that you know uh we never saw any family members again. Like, you know, no. any of their, n nobody from their past showed up on the show or anything. Like, they were never, 
<laughs> you're kind of exaggerating to imply that they had a lot to do on this show. I mean, the, um, the people even recently like saying Donald is the best part of season one. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? What it like? Give me a give me an example. Like, I want a solid example of what she did in season one that was so awesome. And I mean, the honest I will wait. To the question like, of what did Donald do season one is she was sassy best friend. It's because she's white. Because look, if they had like if Corey had the same exact writing as she did, or the same exact writing as Dawn, people would be tight. Yeah. Why was she only in two episodes in the season? Why mm-hmm. did she spend all of season two just sitting around the kitchen bitching? Why is right. it, why, why does she ever whole... have a man? Why does she only ever show up to say to comment on their relationship and move their plot forward? Right. Like or, or if she was Dawn, why is her entire storyline about a man? Right. But because they're not <laughs> black, everyone's just like, oh, they're they're so awesome, they're so great, I'm so jealous. It's like, what are y'all talking about though? Like, exactly. honestly, you're going to look at season one, two, and three and tell me you wish Corey got what Donna had. <laughs> so you wish she was missing out of two of three seasons? That's right. what you wish for? That she was barely on the show? Right. Stop the cap. Okay? <laughs> so, like, seriously, shut up. I don't, um, I'm over it. It's stupid. It's so stupid. Um, <laughs> like, And honestly. Donna got so, so, so little to do that she managed to get Eight up by Tim in like one episode. Yeah, I mean, like, like, <laughs> like he just destroyed her, and we're supposed to be attached to her, but she wound, but but instead he wound up uh, getting um, more of an emotional reaction because she was just she wasn't giving the girls what we paid for. She disappointing um to him because <laughs> yes. he's not what. He expected from Wonder Girl was her to be like, well, we dead, so let's just be dead and go die. <laughs> well, Yikes. I'm sure that Tim um, didn't think, oh man, I need rescuing. I just found Wonder Girl. I'm sure he wasn't expecting to have to rescue both of them. Right. <laughs> Tim just got shot to death. Now we've got to rescue Wonder Girl. Like, I'm Jesus. a teenager who learned how to fight from YouTube. Why do I have bigger balls than you right now? <laughs> or whatever. Um, and then when you look at Hank and Dawn, right? That entire their entire backstory, it was all about Hank, right? Yeah. Hank was, was the one who actually had like character. Dawn did not. Yeah. So so to have the audacity to be like, oh, you wish you wish Corey had what Dawn had. What did Dawn have? Right. Explain that to me like I'm five. What did she have? <laughs> what did she do? What what character growth did she, she had an she had an arc, a character arc? Tell me what it was. Right. Where did I'll she wait. start and where did she get to? I'll wait for that. I want to know. Like, literally, there was only one scene, like, in the show that was just about Dawn. And that was the one where she was talking to her mother. And we got some of her backstory and found out she's a ballerina. And then her mom got ran over. And that was the last thing that was ever about Dawn in the show. That was it. She, uh, she met Hank. Hank ever again. Her life. She didn't talk to her about her family again. The last, the, the only other time she mentioned him again was when she was hitting on dick randomly um and being carted off to paris then she was like i'm going with my sister that's yeah. it otherwise she could have just been an orphan for all we know who never had any family because that's how she moved through life it is um she didn't so. seem like she felt like she had anyone she could call if she was struggling you saw her living no. in a hole in the wall with hank even though she had a family with money like what was going on 
No. Or were they estranged to something? I don't know. Did she not inherit any money when her mom got ran over? I don't know. We never found out. Why didn't her sister come visit her when she was in the hospital in a coma? I don't know. Almost <laughs> like the writers did not care that much about her. No, they didn't. And mm. and honestly, well, let's keep like, up, they would have called her sister just because her sister is Mexican and she wasn't married to Hank. They would have called her sister, but the show yeah. didn't care. No, it didn't. Like, so, because, yeah, the it's, fact that she's not out and show... Hank's in there with her. Like, Hank ain't her boyfriend. He ain't got power of return. Hank's not her husband. He didn't have power of attorney. Like, what's he doing in there? Where's her sister? It's just a lie that the show cares about these people, all these people more than Corey. That's bullshit. No. You guys made that up. They did. It never happened. And I never complained <laughs> about any of that because, like, I don't care about these people. Yeah. Whoever the show don't care about, I don't care about either. So we're yeah. fine. I was always just here for the core for let's make no yeah. mistake. Yeah. The only the, the, the absent I was pissed about in season three was Rachel. I didn't care that anyone else was gone. That meant nothing to me. I was just like, where's Rachel? Bring Rachel back here. <laughs> right. I miss Rachel season three too. Right. Um, no, not enough Rachel, too much Jason. <laughs> right. On um, like offen- offensive. Where is Raven? Like what is what is this? <laughs> Bring her back right now. So I was feeling <laughs> So, but yeah i i think that people have their own imaginary issues with the show um and i wish they would join us in reality so they could have issues with real things happening on the show honestly. even though there's not a lot to have issues with this is a well-written show like i know it's a common thing that like people say about this show that like it's a hot mess but it's still entertaining it's actually not a hot mess it's not sloppily written It does not have poor pacing. It does not have poor balance of the characters. It doesn't have poor plotting with plot holes and lack of logic. This is an extremely well-written show. I need people to stop lying like this. The plot holes that it does have, I kind of don't care about that much. No, it doesn't have any significant ones. And I don't even think that these things tend to be plot holes. It usually tends to be just a thing that the show didn't get back to. But like, does that make it a plot hole? Not really. You know? or, things, or things they just like changed their mind about. Like when they changed their mind about Calm being the villain of season three. Yeah. And so instead they made her an anti-hero, which by the way is not even a new thing. The comics have right. done that and have been doing and that. And so did the cartoon. Like, the like, cartoon yeah. did that too. Like if you if you if anyone's paying attention to the, the comics, um Blackfire hasn't really showed up as a big bad anywhere outside of like those original new teen titan comics and a few of the later ones but she kind of like has already like swerved into the lane of being kind of just an anti-hero yeah like you know they have some rivalry like they have like some some beef from time to time but like she's not usually portrayed in anything recent as like a full-blown villain yeah and like as much as much as i agree Red Hood was a poor choice. It did not fit the show. Um, he wasn't enough. Uh, he wasn't a threat for that Titans. Right. And that's why it didn't fit. Um, as much as I agree with that, I also think there was never going to be a way to do an alien invasion storyline with Blackfire no. that would satisfy these people because the show no. does doesn't not have the budget. Have the budget. It was not going to work. No. <laughs> because, I mean... When, you know, 
when when Fede talked about legions, you know, we try to imagine like, you know, thousands of extras all in costume. And that's what they're saying is is like one of the plot holes is that, you know, all the stuff that Fede was saying and all of the let them come and, you know, expecting the yeah. alien invasion. I think it's more of a dropped plot than a yeah. plot hole is a better way to yeah, it's a that. drop plot, and they clearly they it. just straight up retconned that. Yeah, um, we could assume like, that yeah. died with Fede. Yeah, they they just retconned that shit away. It's not yeah. that they forgot about it and oops right. a daisy. It's that they decided not to do it. Right. Um, it's a drop plot. It is. Um, and I mean, if you look at like season uh season three and the fact that it happened during COVID. Like they had even more restrictions than usual. So even if they had planned on doing something especially uh, ambitious that involved a lot of extras, they would have been forced to change their minds because of COVID. Yeah, and, and frankly, I mean, like they I literally blame, could not do that season three. I blame a lot of the things they can't do on WB and HBO Max not giving them the budget they deserved. Yeah, because I feel like there was no reason for them to not have been making more money each season or been giving more money each season. Absolutely, but for like, some reason that never changed to justify it. Yeah, so. that so that was lame. So like with Gar, like with this season, you could tell they were budgeting for his big stuff to be towards yeah. the back end because they can't afford to do it all the time. Right. That blows. Like when he and even when like he, when he turned into the gorilla and tore the place down, and we didn't see it, we just saw the aftermath. Or like, and then he turned into a, a dinosaur or something. Yeah, into the, in the it. lab. Yeah, he's like, yeah. and they just have to name the animals. It's like it's it sucks that clearly there's things they want to do, but they just cannot yes. do it. Like I'm positive they love to do a big trigon fight in season one and two. Oh, sure. How the hell were they going to be able to do that? And y'all exactly. bitched about the CGI for Trigon, the little bit of him they were right. able to show. So it's like, had they done this alien invasion and it looked lame, which right. is what would have happened because yes, it would have looked lame. Money, <laughs> right? They would have to show up. It would have been, it would have been an invasion of like half a dozen people at best. Right. <laughs> like, like, let's like, be real. Do you think they ships. can? You think they can afford to have a spaceship in space having a big space fight on this show? It would have looked like after Barbarella. Seeing on? Have you seen Barbarella? It was very mm-hmm. clearly like toys on strings for like the spaceship stuff. <laughs> it would have looked like Barbarella, okay? Yeah. It's just like, like, I'm sorry. I don't buy y'all whatever i mean i am not i can't talk about this forever i mean they're lies who tell lies <laughs> like these people like we already yeah. we, we already know that it would have been barbarella it would have been like oh look at my toy ship like yeah. and you know and it would have been like a half dozen soldiers at best like and they would have been like really <laughs> that was six guys going pew 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 that was all we could do dog so yeah, if y'all want to be mad that um, Corey, Donna, Raven, they weren't all zipping around, flying around, shooting <laughs> lasers or whatever the hell, take it up with WB. There was really? literally nothing the showrunners could do about not having a bigger budget. What the entire hell did y'all think they were supposed to be able to do? It's right. not up to them. Because we know that like, you know, even TV shows can do crazy big budget stuff if they're willing to give a budget. I mean, remember the Watchmen show? Ooh. Yeah. You know, they yeah. like really, they really went for it, you know, 
Um, so clearly, if WB was willing to give them the budget, if HBO was willing to give them the budget, then yeah, we could have absolutely had feature film quality, um, you know, uh, effects and things like that. Like they just didn't want to, they didn't want to spend that money on the show for whatever reason. Um, part of it probably is that they've been high key wanting to like reboot things for whatever their reasons are. Yeah. Um, and you know, this is, you know, you know, has a lot of the same vibe as a lot of the Snyderverse stuff and all of that. Um, a lot of the same energies. There's some thematic similarities and things like that. So it kind of makes sense if you're wanting to wipe the whole thing and give it like a more chipper vibe and, Mm -hmm. you know, make it more colorful and marvelly and like more jokey. This show doesn't align with that. No. Um, So yeah, I want to talk about the synopsis real quick. Yes. (laughs) Um, you want to read it? <laughs> uh, uh, okay. In the mid-season premiere, the Titans, with the exception of Gar, are returned to the place they had vanished, the Temple of Trigon, only to find Sebastian and Mother Mayhem are no longer there. The Titans rush to find them before Sebastian summons his father Trigon, their pursuit leading them to a mysterious town whose populace is hiding a deep secret. Along the way, the Titans come across a prophecy that may require Corey to make a huge sacrifice to save the world, but Dick's feelings for Corey surface and he refuses to let her die. In the final episodes, the Titans enter into an epic battle to save both Corey and the world. Gar goes on a quest of self-discovery, attempting to find his true purpose and to save his friends, and Rachel embraces darker powers while Connor, struggling with his Lex Luthor side, goes his own way to defeat Sebastian. Amidst all that, Tim and Star Lab's guru Bernard's growing feelings for each other become increasingly difficult to resist. And when Bernard's life is threatened, Tim finally becomes the hero he has always strived to be. <laughs> Which is I a weird it. thing to say because that's literally what just happened. That he couldn't resist the feelings. That's like why they yeah. kissed and his life was threatened and that's why he figured out how to work a bow staff. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, okay. I don't know why they included like okay. Um what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Sure, um, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, that's funny. But <laughs> yeah. I am excited for the most part. Um with the Tim and Bernard stuff again, I don't know what to say about that. Hopefully it won't be cringy it hasn't really been so far so I'm it's, fine. it's been fun so i it's think it'll be fun fine. it's yeah. been fun <laughs> yeah. i mean it hasn't like the jason and rose stuff was cringe the uh bird stuff was cringe so i say compared to the other side verses on the show i don't like it as much as connor and starfire but i like it more than the other ones so that's pretty high number two right yeah I think, honestly, I think why the J-Roll stuff made me cringe so hard was just because, I don't know, they were being, like, overly, like, intimate. And they it was, were. they it just was look, they don't look the ages of the actors, they look like little kids to me. So I was <laughs> yeah. just like, I don't like, I don't want to We're old that. people now, and yeah. <laughs> I think right. that, like. I don't want to like, watch teens make out. Like that scene where they're at yeah. um at that house they broke into and they're like hanging out, he's making breakfast and stuff. I feel like I would have been a million percent less less uncomfortable if they hadn't had Rose in a bra for no reason. 
Yeah, was she in like a bathing suit or she or that was a bra? I don't even know. I think she was wearing like a bra and then she had like, you know, a plaid like men's shirt uh, uh, thrown on or something. Uh, and it was like open. And it was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I feel that I think was 80% of my discomfort, especially because Rose is normally wearing a lot of clothes on the show. Like she was usually wearing a hoodie. Um, so that was the most we ever saw of Rose. Um, and that was kind of a lot. Then at one point he like kissed her on the shoulder. And I didn't know where that was going, but I was immediately uncomfortable. Um, and I think I wouldn't have been that uncomfortable with that gesture if she wasn't half naked, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they do look quite young. And also, um, and I, I guess like what I guess with Tim and Bernard, it's it feels like super innocent. So yeah. it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's very easy to make anything a lot more uncomfortable if you have the uh if you have such a huge contrast to how you normally see the characters. Yeah. Because, you know. Rose is usually quite conservatively dressed. Like the character of Rose is usually wearing a lot of clothes on the show. And like, we've never before that scene, even really seen them flirt much besides that one ill-fated kiss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that scene makes me laugh because of her dancing. Yeah, she's really. <laughs> he's dancing. He's just staring off in the space in the corner. It's just a funny scene. I mean, it's not supposed to be what it is. <laughs> it's a, it's a funny scene and it's also like kind of awkward and it feels very like teenage uh energy i think yeah. so yeah i i think that was um that was a lot coming at us real fast with those two <laughs> <laughs> i was just like oh no oh no oh no <laughs> uh, i'm glad i'm not the only one that reacted that way because that was my i think we were i don't think i don't think anyone but the two of us was like oh no oh no <laughs> <laughs> it was just like whatever or they like them but yeah and i also think part of it is because this show we don't know what we're gonna get over here and we've had topless women on this show before so we did so now that we've got lingerie we've got we didn't know where that was going um <laughs> because <laughs> like... oh, you know because at, at least on like usual teen shows it's PG PG thirteen over here, you know, TV fourteen mm. over here. So we know that there's a hard limit to how far things are going here. Uh, but because this isn't a teen show, it's an adult show that has some teenagers on it. I think that was part of the alarm because we don't know what's about to happen yeah, here. Yeah, like I don't, I don't really want to see Rachel doing that either because <laughs> she no. just, she's just a little kid to me. I, I cannot. Um, I don't no. want to see that. So yeah, um, and I think the show characterizes teen characters better than a lot of teen shows do. Probably because you know, they have the contrast despite, of having actual adults. Yeah, despite being called edgy, it's not pulling a euphoria on us. You know, what I mean? we're not no. doing any of that. They <laughs> really do act like a bunch of teenagers, right? <laughs> they really do. Right, dress like them. They act like teenagers. Yeah. So, um, because like on a show like Gossip Girl, like, you know. These kids own cocktail dresses and Louboutins. Like, they don't and look like teenagers, you know? Popping, like, hard drugs and right. drinking and right. running around half naked, having threesomes, all of it. Right. Them. They're going to nightclubs. Like, yeah. They're like, oh, give me a shot at the bar. <laughs> right. Like. Gossip Girl is a hot-ass mess. <laughs> just, just telling kids, hey, look at all these terrible things you should try. <laughs> and, you know, 
We are officially those yeah. people. Remember the ads from the original Gossip Girl? <laughs> the ad campaign that was like a terrible influence on kids, ridiculously salacious, absolutely inappropriate. We're them now. Look at us being old. But to be fair, it is. <laughs> like Euphoria is way out of pocket. Like It is. It, it, it Euphoria is. is what they used to say Gossip Girl was. It is, yeah. <laughs> Euphoria is worse than Skins. Like, yeah, I remember like when I was when I was watching when I was younger, I was watching Skins. I was yeah. like, not be able to watch it with any family around. Like, I have to no. watch that shit in secret. Um, <laughs> and and Skins didn't get nearly as bad as Euphoria. No, um, it didn't. there were a few situations where we saw topless adults on the show, but none of the team characters were ever actually without. And their I clothes. don't even remember those. I just remember. Um, that like, it was super depressing and violent, and there was lots of drugs and shit. Well, I remember Tony's like bedspread had like naked people on it. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And I think he had yeah. sex with the neighbor or something. I think we saw her boobs. Okay, yeah. like the, the adult neighborly. But yeah. I, I do remember his bed his um bedspread had naked people on it. I do remember yeah. that. So yeah, I so yeah, on a very rare occasion, like there's a couple times in the show, I think that we see like adult women topless, but none of the team characters ever. That's not a that's not a thing that show does. Uh did, I should say. Um so seeing people that are supposed to be kids topless on Euphoria is bizarre and yeah, horrifying. Was it, didn't it in like the first episode of Euphoria they, they had like thirty seven dicks or something on screen? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that's just excessive. It's excessive like, who's this show for? <laughs> Let's start there. <laughs> is this show for adults watching naked teens? Or is this show for teens watching teens do things they should not be doing? Like what adults? Like who's, a lot who's of your target audience, Euphoria? Hey. <laughs> like, I just like to know. Because it's, it's a little sketchy. But all right. Um very sketchy yeah. um and it felt like the audience it felt like the audience was teenagers tbh yeah i mean um, it was i think i assume it was rated m it's on hbo but it's like well i mean it is how rated could it be m, for but adults it feel like that show was not for adults like it didn't like feel how like could a it show. be you know i think it was i think it was for teens like Heike. Because for one thing, like the fashion stuff, I noticed Gen Z was really excited about that. So clearly they were trying to yeah, target and like at, the makeup, demo. the makeup and like the hair. And and also like there are shows with teenage characters that are for adults, but those are shows like Titans. That's a yeah. show with teen characters that's for adults, yeah. you know? And if you compare what the teens are like on Titans... They're very different than the teens on Euphoria, who seem like they're designed to be cool to teens. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, so same you know, with Gossip Girl, like yes, bunch of adults playing teenagers doing shit adults do, right? Um, but it's marketed clearly towards teens. Yes, we just watched because we were bored. <laughs> yeah. This wasn't for we us. We didn't have anything else. Off. There wasn't really anything to, to watch. Um, <laughs> and I was a fan of the original Gossip Girl when I was an actual teenager. So I was curious to see how they updated it. Um, I mean, I like, I don't know. I, yeah, it was mixed. Like, I liked some aspects and then some were awful. So, yeah. I, I feel like um, it's a weird show. It's a <laughs> Not to get into show. it too much, but it um. was weird. <laughs> I don't know what they were trying to do, honestly. No, um, I mean, I think they, I think they were trying to modernize the concept of the show, 
and show like, you know, what it's like in this day and age to be like a rich, fancy kid kind of, um, and to have more of a socially conscious perspective because teens these days have more of a understanding of it and more of that vocabulary than we had as teenagers. Um, so, you know, the characters that go to protests and stuff like that, you know what I mean? They were like concerned yeah. about the environment. Um, and, or at least that's when they said, even though they rode around in private jets or whatever, but you know, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, I think um, I get the concept of why you would want to like examine what like the world is like for characters like that in the present tense, but the execution was what it was um it was not it, was, it wasn't consistent um and also they didn't do as good of a job as euphoria did with nailing the fashion in a way that's appealing to that demographic yeah um like i noticed that like you know actual teenagers and people in their early 20s were not that impressed with the way people were dressed in gossip girl no not at all um and that's a besides pretty besides monet yeah like, i feel like everyone loved monet's fashion but... yeah i think people like monet's and luna who was pretty similarly dressed uh to monet but everybody yeah. else especially the mains like like julian people were and, and audrey people were not feeling their wardrobes at all yeah they didn't really dress like teenagers so that's why no. right yeah, so. Um, and the original Gossip Girl did a very good job with like nailing youth fashion. Um, and like a lot of the clothes in there were fresh off the runway and things like that. And they look like it. Um, things like things on this show, some of them are, but like they're not things that like young, cool people wear uh, for the most part. The clothes in Gossip Girl, um, this, this go around, like, you know, you wouldn't catch Gigi Hadid in anything we saw on there. You wouldn't catch Dua Lipa in anything we saw on there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And those are people I feel like, you know, teenagers think dress cool and like look cool and they want to look like. Um, well, as someone who's, well, let me not dox myself. Anyway, I see how teenagers actually dress. Yeah. <laughs> and as, they dress a lot. Who's an adult. They, yeah. They dress a lot like um, Gardas, I'd say. Yeah. Like lots of sneakers, Nikes, whatever. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Definitely. Um, so yeah, I feel like the show is just more down to earth and yeah. How... It's not aspirational. It's not like yeah, it's oh, not... these are the cool it girl teens. Like, like these are just regular ass teens. Yeah. Regular teen vibes over here. Yeah. <laughs> how they act. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, I could see a teenager in real life wearing anything we've seen on the show. Yeah. Especially, especially Gar and um, yeah. Jason. Yeah. For sure. But I could see girls dressed like Rachel. Yeah. I mean, there are. They're yeah. goth girls. Yeah. <laughs> Those Hello. girls. You, know. <laughs> you guys can't see me, but my hair's pink right now. I'd be over here forgetting other people look different. <laughs> <laughs> there are people that are not goth girls. Where are they? But yeah. Um, one thing I did see people saying they're like they were they're sh shocked Rachel ended up not really having a love interest. I'm not that shocked by it. Um, to be honest, I feel like Rachel, like in the comics, mm 
could be like an asexual character like she would be the perfect one to mm-hmm. to represent that even yeah. though they're not, they're not they're refusing to do it i think she's with beast boy or sometimes with damian wayne um but yeah i feel like raven i mean damian seems like a less dubious decision than dubious decision than comic book beast boy but beast boy in the comics is hard to him and rachel don't make as much sense to me yeah i don't, I don't think they make sense Right, he's like um, he's a lot. <laughs> they make more sense on the show because they they kind of altered them both. So Rachel yeah. is more of an open person, and Beast Boy isn't a jerk. So right, they they pulled him back. He's less broad in the show. Yeah, he's he's very kind and yeah. Yeah. Um. So they make they'd make sense as appear in the show. I I'm not saying they should be because I understand the age and right. the actors and all of that. But right. I'm saying. We are- the right. characters as they're written make yeah. more sense as a pair than the characters in the comics being paired up. For sure. Um, and yeah. I don't even know how Damien and Rachel how the DC writers decided on that. I don't I don't even I don't even know where that and it's hard from. to imagine either of them <laughs> if there would have to be somebody out of the two of you who actually got this thing started. And what I'd like to know is they met each other. Who decided they wanted to try to date? Cause I, I don't even know. Because it's hard um, to see Damien or Rachel like being like, go out with me, isn't it? Yeah, it feels like an ass pull, but that's, what, that's how DC rolls. <laughs> I mean, once you've stuffed them into an arranged marriage, I can see them getting along fairly well. It's just hard for me to imagine how they'd wind up getting together. I mean, that's how they do it, though. <laughs> they just force <laughs> characters together now. It doesn't even have to make sense. They're just like, these characters are together, and, and that's it. <laughs> no arguments. <laughs> that's what that would have to be. Like, maybe their weird demon parents were like, joy. You know, Talia and Trigon sat down. And they were like, all right, I was spawn. We'll have the most evil grandchildren in the world, you know? Yeah. So. yeah. It's very <laughs> difficult to imagine. Yeah, I, I don't even know. Uh, God, um, what does Damian Wayne shooting his shot look like? Being a brat? That's like all his character does. They refuse to like do anything with him other than that and being annoying um that's his whole that's his personality <laughs> just being kind of a jerk all the time yeah. um oh yeah um but yeah no i'm not surprised rachel doesn't have a love interest either um i think they do a good job portraying uh rachel as someone who ain't that interested in folks in that kind of way no and even if she was, it's not necessarily something every single character needs to have. I feel like that when you try to force that, like every yeah. character has a romance, like that just takes up a lot of screen time and it yeah. gets tedious. And in real like, life, sometimes people be single sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like on, on the Flash, they, they like make sure every single member of the Flash, which the team shouldn't be that big in the first place, has a lot of just <laughs> and it gets tedious. It's just like, okay, like... At some point, it's just like I don't really care about the other romances besides. And the there's main only one so many beats that can happen in a romance, so it gets repetitive yeah. to watch this exact same set of like story beats for a relationship play over with like 
over and over and over and over <laughs> like over five again. different couples it's, it's annoying yeah but yeah um i'm cool with that and and with gar yeah. as well gar can yeah. go have a girlfriend or whatever off screen or whatever yeah. i mean it doesn't necessarily right, need to do. be a big plot on the show right it, um, it, it in my opinion i don't feel like um, it takes away from them as characters either no me either yeah um you know, if not for like the awkward scenario of the staggered ages with the casting, I would definitely be team ship them. And you know, uh, I you know I like the version of the uh, characters that we have in the show. I like the idea of them together. I'm found not watching that on screen. Yeah. Um. And I'm also yeah, and I like with their friendship them. anyway. I think yeah. Um, I'm I also think I'll... found them just doing something else. Yeah, I feel like a lot of um, TV is absent of really good male and female friendships anyway. Yes. Um, yeah. So it's really nice, actually, that yeah they have that. I like yeah. it. Well, they, they have such yeah. a nice friendship, and they, they seem do. to be really happy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, people get too mad about characters just being happy sometimes. Uh, uh, see the reaction uh, in the middle of this show to Dick and Corey. Yeah. I mean, guys, it's not really bad that they've been friends this whole show. That's okay. <laughs> right. It's, it's not a really a bad thing. Um, um, and I mean, for, you yeah. know, them to have so. like a well, uh, a well written, well established like friendship that's healthy and functional is like. Yeah. A nice thing to have happening in the show and not the giant failure that some people in fandom treat it like mm -hmm. and they're just not toxic and that's refreshing yeah <laughs> it really is like because even friendships in a lot of these shows can be really toxic really so much um the magicians had the most toxic friendships i've ever seen in my life the, at one point they were discussing one of the characters uh from the uh second year of grad school that went uh that went missing and one of the characters said, oh, we turned him into a pig and ate him. Everyone believed they were telling the truth and nobody laughed because they're that mean to each other on that show. <laughs> well, luckily, here we don't do that type of thing. <laughs> Although what? the show does not get credit for it. Everyone is very much serious when they consider each other family and friends. Because they could have easily all thrown Connor's ass under the bus when he was wilding. All the they, way just, under the bus. they just did not do that. The fandom was certainly ready to, and yeah. very quickly. Yeah, the fandom was ready to, and I'm Connor, Connor was like trying to start shit with Dick, and he was just like, "Okay, well, when you're done, anyway, we're in, <laughs> we're in the room planning. So, join us when you're finished with whatever the fuck this is." <laughs> yeah. like, doesn't care. I thought um, that was so funny. Um, was funny. That he was just very, but I mean, a big part of that also is that Dick is really secure. Yeah. Um, Yes, so, no, yeah, finally, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, he's not going to, like, people clearly were uh, expecting the kind of insecurity uh, in Dick that he might be threatened by Connor throwing a tantrum and some sassy comments. Uh, I'm very glad that that is not what happened. Um, people are silly. Like, I'm glad y'all don't write this show. Yeah. Um, um me too. imagine if the fandom wrote this show. Imagine what they would have done to Colm's character, all the 
abusive and slavery imagery you would have to sit through for Corey because Oh, yeah. they felt like that's something they needed to see Yeah. because another black woman on tv being beaten and degraded Right. i don't Uh, know why yeah you know, okay tied up, preferably also stripped. yeah such a shame they erased that part of Corey's backstory <laughs> to you <laughs> a shame to you that not was to me everyone's though favorite part, okay? i'm good like honestly <laughs> like, um there are several things that happened with Corey that we didn't get in the show that I would like to see, and that didn't make the list. No, yeah, no, that wasn't one of them, actually. No. <laughs> I would have liked to meet Ryander. I would have Yeah. liked to see their brother. I would have liked that. Um, Yeah, I would have liked to go to Tamran. I I would there's have liked to go lots to Tamron of things, as well. yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, no, we can absolutely keep all slavery. I would not have hated having more uh, Tamron uh, and Krypton uh, uh, lore. Yeah, same. Um, Would have been cool. it would have been cool. Um, But ultimately, I did like what we wound up with enough that I'm like, well, you know, this is a different thing I also liked because I did like the choice of having Corey and Com kind of find some understanding with each other Yeah. um, and, you know, really kind of get it together as sisters. And I like the choice to finally let Com ru rule Tamara. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Because um, Corey don't want to go back there no way. Yeah. So She doesn't. I was like, why not? She needed a solution to that anyway. So she got one. Whatever. Yeah, I I love I'm it. fine with that. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think that was great. That's like what everybody wanted. Like, Com wanted yeah. to do this. Corey didn't want to do this. So, like, Com's doing it. And Corey's not doing it. And that's great. Yeah. So we talked about Connor and his left side and Gar um, going into the red. We didn't talk about how, well, we talked a little bit about them ending up in the, the town. Pleasantville, Um, yeah, Pleasantville, um, where they're, the, the people are hiding a deep secret, how I think that's the video game. Um, but apparently they also come across that another prophecy or I don't know if this is a continuation of the book or what, more of an explanation of it in detail of that requires
because yeah. he does not want Cordy to die, period. So no, why would he no. acknowledge that? He was just like, no, <laughs> that's bullshit. And if so, anything, yeah, that gives wow. him even more reason to struggle to like process that vision of Mari. Because it's like, okay, if visions are a thing, and I should believe that things happening because I saw a vision, well, then what does yeah. that mean about my dead girlfriend and my baby? Because now we got people with competing visions out here. I mean, it's true. It is. It is competing. It's contradictory. That that is for sure. Because if Corey dies right now, because someone slit her throat, ain't nobody got no baby. And again, to be super fair, there was a prophecy about Rachel that did not happen, and he did yeah. say that. You know, he was like, "Well, you know, yeah, they're saying Sebastian's going to do all this, but same was said about Rachel, and we." prevented that so we can just do that again yeah <laughs> that's fair <laughs> like, I, mean, I think that, in the event that he wasn't so freaked out about concern about Corey, and he could get his words together he could yeah. adequately say what we're saying right now yeah but the reason that we're having such levels of struggle with him i think is because he's so emotional um yeah. and, and also when he's emotional he, he doesn't just use his yet. Huh? He hasn't identified all of his emotions yet. Like he knows he feels a lot, but like, what is yeah. that? Like, are you, are you, are you, are you in love with her? Are you scared? Are you sad? What's going on? He doesn't yeah, know. He, don't be, he does not talk about things. That is not his thing. So the emotion you're gonna get out of him is rudeness and attitude, some anger. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the range you're gonna get. Yeah. He's not about to cry. Like he's not gonna do any of that. <laughs> so that is the problem. Yeah. Get it sad when he's sad is the cutest thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he's about to cry on that railing and he hit the railing. <laughs> it's like a toddler. Um so yeah. Um I'm not I'm not surprised to find out that the reason he's been acting so stank is because he's scared. <laughs> It's on brand. So it's what he's it's been doing this very whole time. On brand. Yeah. So it's funny to me. Oh yeah. And I think and I think it's not that Corey's unaware of it, is that Corey ain't got time. I think she's exasperated. It's annoying to, to always yeah. have to be the one doing like the emotional heavy lifting all the time. And although she's understanding, it still eventually gets yeah. annoying. Yes. It's not that I think Corey doesn't understand yeah. what's going yeah. on right now. I think she just ain't got patience for that. She ain't got time for that. Yeah. At <laughs> like, some point, it's like, use your words. <laughs> okay. Yes. So she's like, you know what? If you're going to be petty, I'm going to be petty. Screw visions. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> That's essentially what she did. <laughs> she doesn't mean it. She's just annoyed. <laughs> she doesn't mean it. She is annoyed. But that's him yeah. too. He don't mean it. Yeah. He's annoyed. That's right. that's them right right together on the same wavelength, even when it's shysty. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're both being snippy and annoying right now. Um, because they're scared. <laughs> and every time he gets um, snippy and storms off, she kind of just sighs and rolls her eyes. Because I think I think she gets it. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> I really understand what's Corey happening, but it's, she's just frustrated with him. Which yeah. is fine. And I think I think there's something especially interesting about the fact that it seems Corey does understand what's going on there, but understanding doesn't mean it's not annoying. 
And it doesn't mean it doesn't still kind of hurt your feelings either. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you because know, he needs I do to look be forward understanding to have- of her too. You know, yes, it has to be um, two ways. <laughs> and I definitely think she's better than him at figuring out other people's emotions. So I don't think he understands yeah. what's going on in her head nearly as well as she understands what's going on in his. Yeah, I um, feel like they're both sympathetic, but Corey is more empathetic. Um, yes. He he cares a lot about people, but he's not he doesn't quite understand as good as... as well. Yeah, he's, he's not as good as re- at relating to everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, partly because he's weird. Yeah, he's a he's a little weirdo. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's easy a... to forget Dick is weird yeah. because he's so hot. Like so, like <laughs> you know, you get away man. with a lot just by being attractive. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think sometimes we talking about Nick some. Like, I wish when she asks you if you're sneaking pictures of her, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> Who says that? <laughs> That's a completely bizarre thing to say. That sounds like what Brother Blad be saying to people and why he's single. See what happens Generally, when you're this attractive. That was some out of pocket shit to say that you would not get away with if he was not no. attractive. If he did not look like Dick Grayson, there's no way that line would have flown. <laughs> <laughs> right. She just lets him rock, but truthfully, right. imagine she, Jason said that to her. Imagine Corey's face if Jason said that to her. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> like yeah. yeah, so he's he's coasting because he's he's beautiful, and uh, I think I think that is kind of kind of part of it. Um, he doesn't always get like you know, hey, what are you doing? When he's like yeah. being weird. I mean, like I feel like his his little attitude is forgiven by Corey because she she's in love with him. Just like yeah. her literally <laughs> blowing shit up is yeah. forgiven by him like i honestly think yeah. him and gar were just partially kidding when they're like please don't set the fucking bowling <laughs> alley on fire but they would have just laughed it off if she did yeah i was like oh no alley on fire like no one's dead it's, it's fine. fine like it's fine. like oh, we're just you don't quickly. that's all right yeah <laughs> no biggie yeah I, I love it and there's there's a theory just like oh you um and i mean even gar getting over <laughs> beating him up and kidnapping him like immediately <laughs> all she did is go gar and make a sad face and he's like all right well what do you need help with <laughs> oh, like, it her. is too hard to be mad at your face like you can't be that yeah. pretty and be doing bad things because we forget to be mad at you like, yeah. cause you're so cute. You look like a sad kitten. Look at you, the big with your big watery eyes. Of course, I forget it. Like useless, <laughs> useless. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that, and I think that they basically spoiled the dick is gonna spit it out, which is hilarious for them to do in the synopsis. But <laughs> yeah. Dick finally confesses feelings. Is that not the, a climactic moment for the series you shouldn't put in a synopsis? Which, which tells me he's going to be super extra. If that's not even like, if that's right. not the big deal here, what is he going right. to be acting like is the question. <laughs> Can't wait to find out. I'm sure it's oh, going to be man. so much. Like, and we already know subtlety is not his game. It's not. 
that's not a thing so, he's yeah. good at. So <laughs> it's going to be fun. And he's definitely going to say how he feels in a very clear sort of way, uh, which we can yeah. all look forward to. Because I think that that's a thing that Corey's been waiting for. Um, Mm -hmm. Even if not consciously, she's been waiting for him to unambiguously express some feelings about her. Yeah. Um, But she never does. (laughs) He just talks in code all the damn time. (laughs) Model seats five. And the team really likes you. You're a good lawyer. I like your hair. Like, boy, not lawyer, leader. Do, like, say, like, what are you trying to actually say? Right. Just, just say it. It's so awkward sometimes. It's so awkward oh. and it's so cute. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. Um, and it's definitely funny because I feel like usually in shows like this, they don't have awkward people as leads. Yeah. Um, like if you think about Bruce Wayne, he's not awkward. Like he uh very much so can do what he plans on doing if he's got some kind of like intentions in a social situation. I think that's why I love the Batman so much because he finally got socially awkward Bruce Wayne, who's like an edge lord <laughs> that definitely listens to fucking um punk rock and shit. <laughs> Him and his slipknot, you know, his rage against the machine. <laughs> you know he's listening to Mr. Brightside. Like <laughs> that's my kind of Bruce. I love it. I love it too. I love it too. Because normally he's like such a smooth operator, like, which feels hard to imagine considering how much time he spends doing weirdo people stuff. He's just a good actor, I guess. Right. So, but literally, it's just so funny because Bruce Wayne in the Batman literally acts like he would be someone who dresses up at a bat at night, but because he he doesn't talk to anyone, they they can't they can't put do the math on that because they don't know what his personality is because he's not talking to them. And I think that's one of the smarter ways to kind of conceal it because normally Bruce has like a lot of friends. It's like don't nobody notice. Like you've got a lot showing up beat up and stuff. So I feel like that the version in the Batman did did a really good job at being able to create a situation where you could realistically imagine people don't know. Yeah. I had because fun with that movie. I liked it a lot. I did too. Yeah. Um, and it was a really interesting way of going about a grounded take on the whole yeah. thing. Um, and it was even grounded in that they gave a plausible explanation why he would do this and why other people don't, don't didn't just figure out he's doing it. Right. Because, um, yeah, usually, like, you know, if if you've got, like, a Bruce Mayne, like, in the Nolan movies, and he's got, you know, like, six girlfriends, and he's at parties every other night, and he's got all these friends and a house full of sycophants, ain't nobody noticed nothing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that until I saw that movie, and then I was like... <laughs> um. So, so yeah, that was a really, really interesting choice. And I would say definitely this Dick Grayson is a lot more like the Batman from the Batman than from like some of the other incarnations we've, we've seen where he's kind of more smooth. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, not that he can't uh, accomplish uh, seducing someone for a mission or something, but he's acting then, you know what I mean? He's not just trying to, like, be himself in the world. Yeah, I honestly feel like it's just his personality, really, that 
um women find so attractive yeah more so than his game <laughs> right he's uh <laughs> i i mean like i think they've demonstrated that like when you know he's got a reason to try to charm a woman or something like he could turn on and like he can do that but when he's actually dating people he doesn't do that he's just being himself and thank god he's got a big heart and he's really beautiful because just being himself is weird like literally if you ask him hey how do you get Corey to fall for you you're like i genuinely do not know <laughs> I don't have any fucking idea what happened there <laughs> it's a miracle no, really <laughs> i feel like if you were to ask oh, him that man. right now he'd go Corey for me right he's so, so, so dumb to that. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it would be newsworthy Lord. to him because I think he don't even know um, I mean I think he might That's hope in his deep, most secret place he tries not to think about but does he know mm. I can't he's, he's <laughs> honestly like such a funny character without trying he's an unintentionally hilarious guy he is I like him so much um and it makes a lot of sense that he'd be played by an actor that's really funny. I swear some of this be on purpose, but it's sly. Yeah. I, I think mean, he, I think he low-key plays him as awkward and hilarious on, on, on purpose. I feel like, like they did a lot. They did a good job in like the casting for the, the core four. I feel like they all yeah. really embody who their characters were. With yeah. uh, the exception of maybe Tegan being much lighter than Rachel is. Yeah. But um yeah. Ryan is very much <laughs> Yeah, he's a perfect, perfect guy. And I can't see anyone else being more like a princess than Anna, you know. Yes. So, I mean her name is Anna. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's not an Anna. <laughs> she's just like so sweet and regal and gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, so they even gave her she even in real life has the princessy version of her name because she could just be at anna well you know? apparently she said like her um someone in like i don't know her great 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 grandfather was like a king in africa so she literally is royalty it's pretty funny um like of course she is that actually yeah. makes all the sense in the world it really um, does she's ridiculously yeah. well cast and i can't imagine another nightwing i've seen some people talking about some potential castings for like the movie version stuff in my brain i just every single one of them i'm just like ah, i can't see it and i think it's just because britain's so good yeah i don't want it <laughs> i don't i don't <laughs> it, I, like i really like there's some characters where like i could imagine somebody else doing it and it being compelling and I would enjoy it like you know I, like I wouldn't mind another Wonder Woman not that I didn't like the job that Gal did but like you know what I mean yeah uh like I'd be found another woman that's cool but like imagining another Nightwing I would like as much as this one and feel as embodies the character as well I can't imagine it oh. we are over two hours so I will say <laughs> going off on this note I feel like if what I'd want, honestly, and it's probably never going to happen, is either for DC WB to give us a Titans movie on HBO Max mm -hmm. or for them to be the ones in the DCU. Otherwise, I don't really care to see these no. characters recasted right now. Neither do I. At all. 
I don't really care to see um, it. <laughs> I'm gonna especially be especially because all the like suggestions I've heard floating and all the like concepts for the show or another movie or something like that that I've heard floating, none of them made me go, Oh wow, I really want to see that, to be honest. And Starfire is just black to me now. Sorry. Yeah. So, I agree. Starfire is if black. She ain't, if she don't be black, don't cast it. No. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like and I feel like I just I honestly wish that they didn't do this thing in DC where they'll make someone black and then some racist comes through and they're like, this run, they're white again. And then we have this debate forever. If y'all, yeah. new rule, okay? If you make somebody black, they are black, okay? And if somebody will not draw them black, then you need to hire somebody else. Like I'm over all this back and forth with these characters and these mm -hmm. designs. Like, especially because it causes so much tension in the fandom, like all the time yeah. that they won't just commit to it and be like, okay, this is what we did and we're doing it. And here we are. Right. Agreed. So yeah. Um, <laughs> fingers crossed for in the future for the cast to come back and do like a movie or something. Totally. That would be awesome. So that's my hope with a really good budget. And I mean, oh, it's totally possible. Like uh, when Sensei got suddenly and tragically canceled, uh, the fandom sent flip flops uh, to the studio, to Netflix studio, because one of the characters lost one of their flip flops and it was like an end joke in the show. Mm -hmm. So they sent a single flip flop, like thousands of fans around the world. And they gave us a movie with a big budget. I mean, for that, we'd have to get the Titans fans to stop pretending they hate the show. Right. So, um, yeah, if you guys could like organize the, something like that, to be Titans fans, then maybe. Yeah, they are though. That's the thing. They they show up. They ink about it all through the long ass hiatus. Yeah. They read and talk about every like, interview. It lives rent free all the time. It's rent free in their head. So you're a fan. You like the damn show. Act right. like it. But we will never be able to organize that because yeah, people are. <laughs> Um, they're very hell bent on making disliking the show their personality, or right? Like, you can Which only begrudgingly stupid. watch the show like that, right? It's a guilty it's pleasure, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really lame, it's a hot mess, but I yeah, mean, a boring way to exist. But they insist on this being their thing, so yeah, <laughs> here we shall say, <laughs> wishing there was more, but not doing much about it. No, um, I, it's hard for me to imagine them doing like when Fiona Apple is trying to get uh, her album out and the album held it back and they sent like a million freaking apples <laughs> to her record label or like some flip flops or something like really kind of getting together to do a thing. Hard to imagine yeah. these folks doing this with this no. attitude. No way. No way. <laughs> so we'll be the only people who admit we're fans of the show. Yeah, it is what it is. I will miss it dearly. So, But I really yeah. like the way that it's closing out, though. Yeah, I agree. Like, um, But it's going out on a really good note. Right, it's going out on a good note. And everyone's character arcs are kind of getting somewhere. Like, you know, Tim is Robin. Like, uh, Connor figures out how to be evil in a way that isn't useless. Like Dick and Corey get together. <laughs> like Gar finds out that he's got extra dimensional, nearly cosmic, semi-phenomenal powers, you know? Yeah. Like, so um, you know, Rachel finds out she's got some living family and they completely suck. Um and, and she's also gonna just fully embrace her darker powers, which is something she's 
been yes. avoiding doing. So I'm right, excited just to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Embrace it and then beat somebody's ass, Rachel. We are on your side here. <laughs> yes. Let's go. <laughs> really, this season we have Rachel and Connor like embrace the dark side. Get Do it. it. Here for it. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. So I mean, if we've yeah. got if we've got to if we've got to end the show, then I feel pretty happy with the place that they're electing to do that. Yeah. Same. Hell, even Jason is gonna make his cameo about something that's not annoying. He's like yes. helping Tim out. So that's cool. Thank Very you. cool. And remember how <laughs> much like sort of uh jealousy that he had that he showed about like uh about like dicks and he showed enough character growth that he's not gonna be like, oh I'm replaced if he's gonna actually be like helping Tim. So look right. at you. You've moved on from being Robin, right? Like um, and now like you are Red Hood and he's Robin and you're good character growth. Let's get it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think good. there's a lot to be happy about. <laughs> there um, is. I mean, I'm gonna be happy regardless. If people wanna be upset, <laughs> that is their problem. <laughs> I just don't care. Have fun with that. (laughs) There's nothing to be mad about. There hasn't been this whole time. (laughs) It's just been a great show. Um, Like you could literally like teach this show in classes about uh, like action writing. Yeah. Um, Just brag endlessly about the show. It's my baby. And you don't talk about my cheering like that. You know, that's me. But I mean it. Yeah, I don't care. Honestly, the issues the show has, every show has. Yeah. Over being super real. Every show with a budget that's too small has the same kind of issues. And I mean, there are certain limitations that are outside of the writing of the show. Mm-hmm. Um. And obviously, one of those limitations on this show is the budget. Another limitation is just how much time they have. Like, yeah. how many episodes a season, how long they are. Um, Honestly, it's not like they don't have that much time. <laughs> they really don't. It's 12 or 13 episodes, 45 minutes on average. Right. It's not a lot. And I feel like within that time frame, they do a lot on the show. Because if you compare that same amount of time, like think about half a season of The Flash, how much happens as far as like plot and character worth versus one yeah. season of the show. Because I feel like the thing is there needs to be an in-between. Like I feel like 12, 13 isn't quite long enough. Right. But 24 is way too long. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. you either get you right. need more like it'd be great if we get, get like 18 out here right, you know like 18 or so yeah yeah um, um yeah. or even even better uh if it was possible to just give as many as needed like can you guys like turn in a treatment and say okay this is how many episodes i need and they sign off on it and that's how many you get right. <laughs> no more no less like yeah I, I see no reason why they can't do that to be i honest. don't see it either i don't get why not like I get with network television and like, you know, the advertisers and like all these kinds of things and certain, you know, structural things, why you have certain limitations, but yeah. with streaming, you can do whatever you want. Like, you know, like we saw, like, you know, we having all this drama about the length of these movies and the Snyder Cut was like four hours. Yeah. Like, who cares? Like you could just do that if you want to. Um, yeah, there's so- nothing to stop you. Every episode of Sense8 was two hours. Why? Because you can do that. Yeah, 
What should have happened, but oh well. I mean, yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm not complaining about it yeah. as much as just expressing a little bit of frustration of the boomeriness yeah. of sticking to these sorts of structures that came about for an actual reason. Like, and you I know, mean, when TV worked a certain kind of way that we just, we don't need to keep all of them. I mean, I think part of it is they planned on having reruns on TV, which they did on TNT. Um, I don't know if they're still doing Titans reruns on TNT these days. So they, they had it that length in mind for TV. I'm like, that still sucks, though. Because... Right. Who cares about TNT reruns? Well, and another thing is this <sighs> is this show isn't episodic. So you do no. have to kind of watch it in order. So I don't feel like this show is written well to be played with TV reruns the way that, you know what I mean? Because yeah. like with The Flash, if you were to show like a random episode of The Flash, you're not going to be that confused. Um, because it's very, each episode has a beginning, middle, end. Here's the plot. And like most of the relevant information is just this is the flash. He runs really fast. Yeah. <laughs> like if you just picked up a random episode um, and even a show like TVD is very episodic. Like uh, I definitely picked the show up just like randomly a few seasons in like, um, and just was randomly just like watching the show. Like I think it was maybe the fourth season, even third or fourth season. Uh, and I just turned it on one day and I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. And I watched and, I was able to kind of figure out what's going on, then went back and, you know, watched on through and uh, caught up. I feel like this show is not written in a way that if you did that, you would get into the show. Yeah. Um, from what I understood, they were playing the episodes in order. I just don't know if they've stopped, but I think they did. They did season one and two. Um but yeah, I feel like because they always they had originally planned because it was originally going to be a show that was going to be on TV. Um, okay. So I yeah. think because of that, that might have affected the length. But after they figured out they weren't doing that, I don't know right. why they didn't just do one hour episodes. So right, there's just no reason not <sighs> to because this 45 minutes thing is, of course, so it's an hour long if you've got commercials on TV. Like, got you. But <laughs> that's not yeah. actually how you guys are like releasing the show. So, yeah. you know, um, I don't know what they'd be thinking about, ma'am, but I will let you escape. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a long one. Well, two hours 20, not bad. No, it's not bad. Yeah. Even though we were literally talking about like a two minute long trailer. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yes, it is. Mean, this is how much we care about this show. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there's just a lot of things to say. And there was yeah. just enough in the trailer that we could wildly speculate with some freedom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, guys. So we will end it here and be back next week, probably. Yeah, yeah. With, like lots to say and ridiculous yeah. amounts of excitement. Like oh, we're yeah. going to be completely <laughs> ridiculous. And my birthday is coming up. My birthday's in three days. So I'm Aww. basically getting Titans for my birthday, y'all. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Huh. We'll end it here. Yes. <laughs>